What a week we have had this week, amen? What a week it has been. I um, had a birthday this week. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. But God works in the craziest of ways. I don't think it's by chance that we had a week like we had this week. And today we're talking about how to wade through conflict within the world. Are we salty? Are we salt of the earth? What are we? We get that choice. And this week, we got that choice again. This week, there are so many thoughts and opinions from this past week's trial. When there is a week like this past week, there really are no words. But to say how sad it is overall that something like this happened. I am not here to give you my opinion about it. And I'm not here to tell you what opinion you should have. What I am here to say is that Jesus is in the midst of it all. And he is wading through the conflict with us all. And if Jesus can wade through the conflict, we can too. Amen? Amen? Let me see that amen one more time, Jackie, because I want to make sure everybody at home, my amen corner that's not in here, I want to hear you out there. Amen. She's got it down over there. How? How do we wade through conflict in the world? How do we wade through when there's so many opinions, so many thoughts, so many things that people are passionate about? How do we wade through the conflict? Turn with me today if you would like. To Romans 12. Romans 12, starting at verse 9. Starting at verse 9. I just have to tell you the first sentence gets me. So the rest of it's really going to be good. Love should be shown without pretending. Ruh-roh. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Well, I don't know. Some of y'all, I know your family. But we know what they're saying here. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hopes. Stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people and welcome strangers into your home. Bless people who harass you. Uh Uh-oh. Dave, that means I gotta bless you. And cry with those who are crying. Consider everyone is equal and don't think that you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. 
Don't think that you're so smart. Don't pay back anyone for their evil actions with evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. Don't try to get revenge for yourself. My dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Uh-oh. It is written, revenge belongs to me. I will pay it back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. But I don't want to. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. By doing this, you will pile burning coals of fire upon his head. And don't be defeated by evil, but defeat evil with good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So how do we begin to wade through the conflict of this world? We always remind ourselves of this. We can always do better. We can always do better. When I read a scripture like this and I know what's being said and, 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 and I get it, it reminds me of other scriptures that I read and I feel like there is no way that I can fully adhere to being what this scripture is calling me to be. I can't do all that. That's too much. It's like being that, that Proverbs 31 woman. I can't do all that. And sometimes I just get enough. And I have opinions about things. And I want to share those. And, and isn't that okay? And it kind of starts in about what I can do, what I can't do, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, what I should say, what I shouldn't say. You get my point. But we can always do better. We have not obtained it yet, but we press on toward the mark. That's what Paul told us. I read this list in the scripture and I feel like, do I even obtain half that? Then I am reminded it's not about being all of these things. It's about am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I self-examining myself before I open my mouth with my opinion? Am I salty? Am I salt of the earth? Am I learning the rule of just because I can doesn't mean I should with my opinion? You know, just because you can sing the note doesn't mean you should. The best, best musicians I ever worked with in my life, I worked in the studio. And there's a difference in a musician and a studio musician. When you walk into a studio with a studio musician, they come in not just because they know how to play their instrument really well, but they know when and when not to play their instrument really well. That's what separates a live musician and a studio musician. They know when tastefully to add what needs to be added and they know when not to add too much are we learning just because we can doesn't mean that we should what i have learned this past year is it is completely fine if you have your thoughts and your opinions but pay extra close attention to the delivery of that opinion some people just aren't in the mood 
has nothing to do with you. But in an instant, you can go from everything's fine to conflict because all of a sudden you just chose to say it at the wrong time. Sometimes simply listening wades heavy through conflict. Sometimes simply listening. Wait, but I got things to say. Wait a minute, I want you to hear me. Part of our problem today as a people is we just want to be heard. And those around us, they just want to be heard. So sometimes the best thing you can do in waiting through conflict is listen. It's listen. You may not even like what you're listening to. But all of a sudden, it's off their heart and they've laid it down and they've said what they mean to say. And then it's up to you in that moment to either understand or show a whole lot of grace. But your listening changed the mood and it changed the recipe to from salty to just a dash where it makes it a beautiful recipe. A recipe of how we can control con- conflict. We can always do better. We can always learn more. We can always be less salty. And we can always seek God to do better. And guess what? We can get out of our comfort zone. We can get out of our comfort zone. You see, sometimes God calls us to get out of our uncomfortable places. We all know that wading through conflict pulls us out of our comfort zone to deal with the conflict. But I like my corner. I know I'm safe in my corner. I know that if I never get out of my house, it's okay. If anything, Rona has taught us that this year. Amen. But God didn't call us to be comfortable. I know that's hard to believe. It is for me sometimes because it's like, oh, but it feels so good, God. Are you sure? I don't like conflict. Honestly, I see it, but I don't like dealing with it. It's because all of a sudden you feel like when you deal with it, you're in the middle of it and you don't want to be in the middle. You've got enough you're in the middle of. There's enough going on every day that one more thing that brings conflict is just too much. But what we know is the only way we are going to get through conflict is by doing the work. Listening, praying, asking for wisdom, having compassion, caring, and not being so salty. Getting out of our own fear and pain and self in order to move out into a place that's not comfortable. It brings healing and it brings true conflict resolution. We keep doing better. We get out of our comfort zone and most important thing that we can do is we love because he first loved us. We love Because he first loved us. That right there, what is that? Seven 
words. Put that back up there for me, Jackie. Seven words that tell us conflict resolution 101. We love. That's me and you. That's not me alone. That's me and you. We love because he, that's God, first loved you and me. He knew me and he loved me anyway. He knew you and he loved you anyway. We love because he first loved us. And I know that we say that a lot here at Lover's Lane. It's because it's what we mean. We mean it from the bottom of our hearts because when all else fails, when we have a week like we had this week, when we have a year like we had last year, love will never fail. You may never agree. I don't know what that is that you need to agree with. I feel like recently it's a whole lot of things. But you can come to a mutual understanding and make it through conflict because they see God's love in you. Conflict resolution is not about agreeing with one another. Conflict resolution is about having a mutual understanding of I care about you more than I care about your opinion. I care more about you and the God that is within you than I care about your opinion. Salty or salt of the earth. Isn't it interesting as we close this series that when you think about salt of the earth and being salty is the exact same ingredient, but it's knowing the when and the when not to. It's knowing how to have just the right amount. We talked about that. What does that mean in waiting through conflict? Two weeks ago, we talked about that that means if we put too much, it ruins it. But if we don't put any in there, then all the taste and the flavors don't come together. Then last week, we talked about what does that mean in the church? Uh Uh-huh, believe it or not, we got conflict in the church. Jesus fix it, Miss Brittany, right? Which do we choose to be? As I get ready to close, I'm going to tell you, for me, one of the most life-changing elements of this for me was I was in Galveston, Texas about, I don't know, not long before Jeff and I got married. And I was down there doing a couple of shows down there and, and one of my closest and dearest friends, there was a group of us down there. And when we all traveled and when we all went around and we visited and, and, and checked out different places we were, we went in groups. We were never alone. And I had this friend, his name was Ernie, and that really was his name. He was the saltiest dude I had ever known in my whole life. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's like he was so salty that sometimes when you saw him coming, you just had to do this. It's like, Ernie, don't say it. Just don't say it. Ernie was salty, sweet but salty. Like, like it was like a bad pretzel. I loved Ernie, though. And Ernie happened to be with us that day in Galveston. And Ernie was this tall dude. I know everybody's tall to me. I get it. I know. But he was really tall. 
and we're walking through there. We had just had a really good seafood meal and we were walking down through this part and we ended up in an area that wasn't the best area of Galveston. It was a beautiful area. And as we're walking, I was just so into the whole experience of being with my friends, getting to do a show in Galveston, getting to play down there, and I was excited. And, and of course, Ernie is going a million miles a minute in his saltiness walking through these streets. And all of a sudden, I realized Ernie isn't talking anymore. That was unusual. And as I'm walking down this street, guys, I turn around and I look. And right there on that dirty sidewalk, my friend Ernie was on his knees with a homeless man. And so many reactions came to my mind. One was I was so full of what was going on in my head, I never even noticed the homeless guy. That's the first thing I felt. And then I have to be honest. My saltiest friend I know is on his knees. Praying with this homeless man. I turn around and as I begin to listen to Ernie pray, tears begin to just stream down Ernie's face. Tears begin to stream down mine. And I saw that recipe go from salty to the salt of the earth. And Jack was the homeless man's name. I'll never forget he had a gray beard, ball cap. Jack was a veteran. Jack was broken. Jack suffered from severe PTSD. Jack had family and he couldn't even be around his family because he didn't know if he could handle being with anyone in his life. Jack loved the Lord, but he didn't know what to do in his life. And I remember looking at Jack And the tears begin to come down Jack's face. Guys, it smelled where we were standing. We didn't even know it anymore. Because all of a sudden we knew that right there on this dirty street, in this nasty place we were standing, the Holy Spirit began to fill that street. And in that moment, We got Jack up and we took Jack to a restaurant and we got him something to eat. I pulled my phone out of my purse and I called Jack's daughter. I said, I don't even remember her name. I think it was Cynthia. I said, Cynthia, you don't know me, but your dad is sitting here with me. And on the other end of that phone, Cynthia begins to cry and she said, he's been missing for 10 days and we haven't known where he was. She said, I don't know how to tell you how much I thank you. Because for 10 days, people had just walked by Jack, not even knowing what was going on. And all of a sudden, the saltiest friend I had notices Jack and he's on his knees. And the next thing we know, 
I get to see Jack see his daughter that he hasn't seen in 10 days. God will take what you have. God will use what you have. When you want to wade through conflict, pray. Have your eyes wide open to those things around you. Acknowledge, hey, I don't have all the answers and that's okay, but I know that I love you and I don't even have to agree with you to love you. But I know that my brother was on his knees and had nowhere to go. And maybe your jacks look very different than my jack did. Maybe you work with them. Maybe they're in your home. But maybe it's time that we get back on our knees and we begin to ask the Lord, how do I wade through this conflict? It's with you. Am I salty? Or am I salt of the earth?